Okay, we are continuing the Arucha Shurim, and we are starting Vezit Hashem a new week, and Shurim for Chaydesh Teves in the Shul, sponsored by the Nakdimon family, Leil Linishmas, Esther Basavram, Allah Shalom. Okay, so we are going to be talking about actually two topics tonight, two distinct topics. One is a continuation of last week, and one will be an introduction and a beginning of the rest of this week. So let us turn to page 50 in our booklet, and we've been talking about the halachas of Schiras Palim, of employment, and last week we talked about um, halachas of backing out, that causes that cause some type of loss and things along those lines. So the last uh, topic for that, uh, or last detail on that topic that we're going to talk about are volunteers. And this is a very interesting halacha. What's the halacha of a volunteer? Till now we're talking about people are hired to do work, so they have some type of shibud, they have some type of commitment to uh, to the employer employee before the work starts, after the work begins. If it's a davar ha'avod, if it's going to cause a loss, that's all the things we've talked about. What about a person who volunteers for a job? What is his halacha? So on page fifty at the top there. Um, and there's a, an arrow over there by the Ramah, the fourth line from the top. The Ramah says, A poyal who works for free, he is allowed to retract even if it's a davar ha'avod. Now, till now, even people who were allowed to retract like a hired worker because avodai haim, but when it was a davar ha'avod, he was not allowed to retract. And you could either hire new workers on his cheshben, you could tra- trick him, all those things because it's a davar ha'avod. Yet the Ramah makes the statement here that there is someone who davar ha'avod does not apply to and that's a volunteer. Now, it comes, it comes from Marik. Now, um, if you turn back to page 42, the only reason I'm turning back to page 42 is because um, on page 50 they don't have the shach here on the page in this version, um, on this page, but page 42 is the exact same uh, halacha. Page 42 um, is the same, is exact same halacha that we just read. Uh, it's the, uh, it's in much bigger letters here, but the fourth line down, fourth line down, that's the halacha we just read. And if you took a look at the top right side, ois lamed aleph is the shach. Says the shach, what does it mean he can retract? That means to say a guy volunteers for a job in the middle of the project and he volunteers to help out with a Chinese auction with a, with a dinner and all of a sudden, you know, it's halfway through, it's getting down to crunch time and he's out of here. That's it, I'm done, I don't want to work anymore. And there's so many loose ends here. It's a double of it. Things are going to fall apart. So says the Shach, what it means to say he could retract means is I don't want to work for free anymore. I want you to pay me. I want you to pay me. And even if he's retracting from a davar ha'avod, however, he's not fully retracting. He's going to wants to continue. I'll continue, but you know what? Till now I was a volunteer for free. Now I want you to pay me. 
ayin sham. And that's what the marik is talking about. The marik, which is the source of the, of the uh, Ramah, the source of the Ramah, he's referring to what it means he's allowed, not allowed to back out in Gansen. He's not allowed to back out entirely and let the whole thing fall apart. He's allowed to demand payment. I don't want to work for free anymore. But let's say the guy says, I want to pay you. And the guy says, no, I'm not interested. I'm backing out of the job. I don't want to volunteer. I don't want to be paid. I just don't want to work on this dinner anymore. And it's talking about it's a dover of it. If it's not a dover of it, so of course, no reason why he can't back out. He's not a slave. He's no worse than a regular pile. Now, what does it mean it's a Dover Avud? Because there's no one who could take over. Before this guy started working, I could have had other volunteers. But now I don't have volunteers. It's a Dover Avud. Um, so if the guy backs out and he doesn't come to work, even though you offered to pay him for his work, and because of that there is a loss, the shah, there's a loss, the Shach says, he has to pay for all of those losses, Medina de Garmi. Now, if you remember, we spoke about last week that there is a Machlaikis, the Shach is the one who held that whenever someone backs out by a Dover Ha'avud, he's not only responsible for the work getting done and the payment for that work, any other losses, the Shach said, he's also obligated for, right? Let's say the flax gets ruined, he's obligated because of Dina de Garmi. We said the Chazanish argues on him and others argue on him, but the Shach is Lushitasai that he holds when you back out from a Dover Ha'avud, it's not just the responsibility of payment of workers that you obligate yourself for, you actually have to pay for the damages. So the shach is coming and qualifying that a, this means to say according to the shach that a volunteer is not allowed to back out. A volunteer is not allowed to back out if it's going to be a dover avod. Now if the person he's volunteering for doesn't want to pay him and so he says, listen, I, I'm willing to continue but you have to pay me. So because I want to pay you, so of course he could back out. That's 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 he's not he's not uh, paying him. But if the guy says to him, "Listen, I, you can't leave us high and dry now. I'll pay you for your work. I'll pay you." No, I'm not interested. I just I'm, I'm wiping washing my hands of this whole of, of this whole situation. The shach says you can't do that. It's a davar avod. If he could get other workers, beside But if not, so sometimes we think the volunteering we're the balabatim. Volunteering, I'm doing you a favor. I did you a favor volunteering. So now, if I want to stop doing you the favors, it's not so pashat. Shach says it's not so pashat. It's not, you could demand to be paid. But if it's a dover avud, and you just want to back out even with the offer of payment, you're not allowed to. However, if you look down, I'm back to page 50, to our page, to the Nesivas. The Nesivas HaMishbat here, the top right of the Nesivas HaMishbat, Yud Beis, Poyal Sha'isa Begina, so he says, look at the shach. The shach says that if the owner, the employer um, offers him payment, then you got to stay. Says the Nesivas, the shach is incorrect. If you look in the marik, the marik gives a clear Reasoning for why a payal who is volunteering is allowed to back out. And that is because 
the person who he's working for took the risk. You should know that people who work for free sometimes decide to back out. It's not worth their time anymore. Volunteerism is only goes to a certain degree. At a certain point, he says, you know what? I could be working and making money somewhere. I'm not interested in any of this. So the Marik says, the whole reason why I'm allowed to back out is because there was no commitment here. Because even the person I'm working for, the employer who allowed me to volunteer for him, he should have known that this thing is not a real commitment. So therefore, I'm allowed to back out even if there's a Dover Havud because there was no commitment. Which makes sense in our in our cheshbayna, so to speak, of commitments, we said the whole idea of the commitment is that we rely on each other. We rely on each other that we promise that we're going to do the work, right? So that's the whole thing. But if at the outset there's no reliance, because people who volunteer very often unvolunteer themselves, right? So therefore there was no real commitment. If there's no real commitment here, so then he could back out whenever he wants. So therefore he's arguing on the shach. And he's arguing on the shach that um, it's not true. Even if he offers to pay me to stay, I'm allowed to back out even though it's a Dover Hav. So, um, and he continues, if you skip a line, he says, Even if he says, I'll pay you, no, came into you, it's your fault. You, the employer, when you have volunteers, it's at your own risk. You should know it's at your own risk. Volunteer started off by saying, you know something, there's a dude coming up, I'll be happy to help you, there's a problem. I'm, a, you know, I'm part of the team. Right, it doesn't make a difference. That, still, still. Right, so so fine. Right, so that's, but the Marik says, Lemais at the end of the day, volunteering is, commitments are commitments when there's money involved. But volunteerism is something that, you know, you know, a person does it for a certain amount of time, and then he has enough. Now he does say, if you look in the Nesivas, he continues, The Shach was going according to the opinion of the Gais Hashri. This is what you were saying, Reb Chaim. The Gais Hashri says, if you use those words, that I'm committing myself to you. I'm lending myself to you. So Gais Hashri calls that a commitment. If I just volunteer, I'm here to do some work. I'll work, I'll do it. Yeah. But if you make that commitment, so therefore, the Nesivas is saying the Shach was going in his shita. So you have a machloikis between the Shach and the Marik in how to understand the volunteer. The Marik says volunteers are flighty things and you take your risk and that's it. Even if the guy says, yeah, I'm coming to work, I'm on the team and this and that. Yeah, it's all baloney because Kozman, there's no money. Commitment is very shvach. And the guy says, she says, no, if the guy says, I'm committing myself, that's called a commitment. So there's a big mach like this, and the nafkamina would be, are you allowed to back out or not? Now, even though, even though, so he points something out now, so he comes out and he says, one second, if according to the Agai Sashri, when I say I commit myself, that's a commitment, so why do I, not, why when the volunteer now decides to back out, does the owner have to offer him money? Why can't he say, no, you're committed to work for free. It's too bad. You're stuck. Why did the shach throw that in? If it's a commitment, it's a commitment. Where's the money? So the, the Nesiva says a knech here, a very geshmaka, lamdash a knech. Why? 
Because if you remember, the halacha of Dover Ha'avud, as it's written in the Shulchan Aruch, as we read last week in the Shulchan Aruch, the halacha of Dover Ha'avud is, if there was a Dover Ha'avud, and you backed out, and the owner cannot find a replacement for you, then you're responsible for whatever happens. He could trick you, he could whatever, he could do all those cases, right? He could hire someone else for more money. That's all because there's no one else to fill your place. If there's a guy here to fill your place, even by a dove or hobbit, you're allowed to back out. So comes along the shach and he says like this, let's figure out what's going on over here. The guy volunteered, guy volunteered. I'm telling you that's a commitment and he's not allowed to back out if it's a dove or hobbit. One second, you're only allowed to not back out in Dover Avud if there means there was someone else to hire and I didn't hire him because I took you as a volunteer. Okay, that means I would have paid somebody else. So there's already money involved in here. So if there's money involved that I would have paid someone else and that's why you're not allowed to back out, so I have the offer you the money too. Here with the shah here the shah is throwing it. Really it's a verb, it's a commitment of volunteerism. But and now, but I want to keep you here because Dover Ha'avud, the only reason I could keep you here for because of Dover Ha'avud is because I was willing to hire someone else for money and I took you instead. Okay, so that means I have to offer you that money. That's what he says. Since me, the, the Shach says, he says, Finding other workers would take money. Right? So that means I'm, I, I have to pay money to find other workers, so I have to offer you the money to stay. Now, so that, that's, the, that's the Nesiva same shot in the shop. So basically we have a machloikis in how to understand a, uh, a, a volunteer. So machloikis how to understand the commitment of a volunteer. Now if you look at the Chazanish, the Chazanish on the next page on 51, uh, four lines from the top, he says, "Uven nesivas hamishpat sham daitoi tafilo ein aroit zolas is b'schar poter the balabais afsed anafshe." That's what we just said. The nesiva says that a volunteer, um, even if he's offered money, he doesn't have to work because the balabais it's his own problem. The havle lasu gedaitoi sheyachzer because he should have known volunteers uh, come and go. But davar teima. Says the Chazanish, I don't understand, what does that mean? You're right, if we're looking at his commitment as a worker, you're right, there's no Sheba, there's no commitment, because it's flighty. But forget being a worker. Every person has a responsibility not to be the cause of someone else's loss. You have a personal responsibility as a Jew. Every Jew is responsible to make sure that you're not responsible to cause a hezek to someone. So you're right. In the employee-employer commitment world, volunteerism is not in that parsha. Push it to the side. You're right. You know what? Volunteer, you're not meshubed. But you know something? You are causing somebody a loss. You have a personal achrayis as a regular from Jew not to cause people losses. And... If he continues and he says, 
uh, he goes through all the things that we talked about. It's Mavur in the Gemara, the Mitam Arev, he says in the next, next line, Takana de Rabbanon, the Ritva he brings in, that he saimecha, that because he, he, he relied on him. And then in the next line he says, Avul begarim loy hefsid, vadein chilek ben poel bechinam le poel b'schar. But to cause someone a loss, there's no difference between if you work for free or you're working, uh, or if you're, or if you're wor- being paid to work. Causing a loss has nothing to do with being a worker. It's just you're not allowed to cause people losses. So the Chazanish is throwing in a new thing. The Nesivas is right. In the worker-employee-employee relationship, volunteers are flighty and risky. And therefore, But in this case, and therefore you can back out whenever you want. But if there's going to be a Dabur Ha'avud, if there's going to be an actual loss here, so you have another problem. The problem is you're not supposed to be causing people losses. Nothing to do. If you're not employed, you're a guy walking in the street. Don't cause people losses. has nothing to do. You're a neighbor. Don't cause people losses. There's this general achrayas. So that is the Chazanish arguing on the Nesivas. So we have a Machlaikas Nesivas and the Shach Bechalal how to understand volunteers. And then we have the Halacha Lemaisa where the Chazanish throws in this new thing here that you have a personal responsibility not to cause losses. So a volunteer is not so simple. A volunteerism is not so simple. And if you remember when we said about Dabar it doesn't only mean actual losses. What if the person running it has all the Cheshbainas in their mind? Right, like the secretary running the office. That's also called the davar ha'avud. Right? It's called the davar ha'avud. If there's stam a person, uh, you know, there's the volunteer who, you know, who's giving out the tickets. You know what I'm saying? Or some something simple anybody could do. So they come and go. But if a volunteer is the one who really was running the show, and then they want to drop the ball at the last moment for whatever reason, it's not so simple for them to do. The nesivas samishvet holds you could, and it's just too bad. The the Chazanish says, no, that's nice in the relationship. You can't cause a damage. And the Shach holds that if they offer you money to stay, you're mechuyiv to stay. You're mechuyiv to stay. Now, not it's your choice to stay. You're mechuyiv to stay. If they don't want to offer you money, that's their problem. But they have a, you, have, they, you have a right to demand the money. And if they do offer you the money, they have the right to demand that you stay. So being a volunteer is not as rosy as uh, you know, volunteers think. You know, they're not full balabata. What if they offer him less money than he wants? So it has to be what the going rate is. It has to be. In other words, he can't, he can't milk them. It has to be what, again, especially the way Nesiva says, because the Shach is saying, well, you could, have, you could have hired somebody. So it has to be what the normal going rate is. L'chaira. Uh, before, uh, if a worker backed out, then you can, or like a band backed out or something like that, you, you, could offer, uh, you could offer more money and then read and say, I'll just give you the going rate or whatever, just so we're ready to is there any such concept when it comes to volunteers? That's a good question. So it sounds like that it, it would be a false case. In other words, if they don't want to take what the going rate is, right? Mm-hmm. So then, then, then they're in the same situation as the band. At that point, you probably could tell them, okay, I'll pay you double and stay, and then at the end, back out and give them what's normal going rate. Uh, right? I would think so. Okay. I would think so. I think once you offer that amount, right, so then you're on the same playing field as the band who backed out doesn't want to do it anymore for that amount, and you're allowed to trick them because it's a davar but, but according to the shot, uh, who holds that even a volunteer is high of a loss, so um, then uh, if, if can you just not can you offer to pay something and then not pay? Because uh, um, no, but the no, but the shach says you have to offer to pay because you would have paid somebody else. Since oh, you would have okay, paid oh, someone else, you got to pay him. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
Okay, so that's Adkan, the sugya of, of, of the achrayis, of the responsibility of employers to employees. Now we move on to another new topic. And this is the topic which we'll start uh, now, and we will continue along these lines on Wednesday, and that is to hire Jewish workers. Talach of hiring Jewish workers. On page 53, Shulchan Aruch in Yaradeya, Reish Memtes, Hilchas Staka. If you look over there, Siv Vav is uh, right where it starts to get wide. Shmoina Mailas Yesh Pitstaka Zula Maila Mizu. The Shulchan Aruch says there are eight levels of Staka, one above the other. Hagadayul Shein Lamaila Mimana. The greatest. Um, Mila of Tzedaka, the greatest level of Tzedaka, he's go, you know, he's going from top to bottom, the Shulchan Aruch. The highest level of Tzedaka, Hamachzik biyad Yisrael Hamach, someone who supports a poor Jew. How do you support him? V'noisin matana, either you give him a present, Oy halva, or you give him a loan, Oy shutvis, or you make a partnership with him, and this is the part that's relative to our discussion. Or you give him work. In all of these cases, you're giving him the opportunity to earn his own way. That's the greatest form of tzedakah, is to give someone the opportunity to earn his own way and not have to be a poor person reliant on the charity of others. So, um he shouldn't have to come on to people and, and ask for it. And this is a passage in Parshas Bahar. You should strengthen him. You should strengthen him. That is the greatest mile of tzedakah, is to support another Jew. So if you have a choice to hire a Jew or to hire a guy, is a mitzvah, it's called tzedakah, it's the highest level of charity is to hire a Jew, to let him make a parnasah. You have a Jewish store, go to the Jewish store. That is the greatest level of tzedakah. Now there are going to be, we're not going to talk about today, we're going to talk about on Wednesday. What if there's differences in prices and things like that? We'll talk about it. Here we're just giving a general, general idea. If we turn the page to the Chavetz Chaim and Avaz Chesed. The Chavetz Chaim and Avaz Chesed. This is in Perek Chaf Aleph. On the top there is Dalit. Veda Oid. The Chavetz Chaim says you should know. The Bepaiskim Mashma. It's Mash. It's it's the in the Paiskim. It's it's Mashma. Dim who mamsiloy ezim alacha listaker bazeh. If you give him a work that he should earn his own money. Vuadin kol kihagavno or any type of situation shayuzroy beeze inyan that you help him in any which way shayuchalis parnes al yadoi. It's any way to help him earn parnasa is the mitzvah of Echazaktabai. And this is a direct rebuke. Some people, when they need a worker or they need a taxi, they need a wagon to travel, they're not careful to hire a Jew. Now, these people who are the workers or these people who are the taxi drivers, they're not rich people to start. And sometimes they're even actually poor people. And it applies to them the Pasuk that says, And when your brother would become poor, 
and he will come unto you. You should strengthen him. Your brother should live with you. So that's a halacha by poor people to help them out. So he says that even if you know he's a rich person, he doesn't need your tzedakah. If it's a person who makes a living and he's rich, he doesn't need your business. So you don't have the mitzvah of echzaktabah. You're not holding him up and supporting him. He has the money. The Medrash says that, and we're going to again see all of the details of this on Wednesday, Bez Hashem. Just give me the overview of the ideas. The Medrash says, the Sifra says, Teres Kanim, that says that when you have a choice to buy from a Jew or buy from a guy, you buy from a Jew. Even if he's not poor, don't do it with being poor. It's a mitzvah of buying from a Jew first. Vuadin kol kehai gavna. Vidaoid, you should also know, demuchach betshuvah haramah semen yod, and we will see this tshuva on Wednesday. Dafilum yeshlin afkeminim is exas bedamim. Even there's a small difference in, in money, it's a little bit more expensive by the Jew. Or if you're buying, uh, yeah, it's a little more expensive by the Jew. Or if. Um, or if you're selling something, you know, you, to, to, to sell it to the guy, you'll sell it for more money. Tell the Jew you sell it for less money. For sure, if it's a poor person, by him it says, so again, that will go into buying Jewish. It might not go into the. It might not be poor people, but it'll go into the halacha where he says to buy Yisrael kaidem lakom. Yeah, yeah. Lachaira. If there's no difference, right? Lachaira should buy from the Jew, right? Now, listen to this haftacha from the Chavetz Chaim. A person shall be talking to Hashem. We just read. If he hires a Jewish worker, Hashem will give him his bekaim a mitzvah. Hashem will give him hatzlacha in the house that he's building. And he'll also, if he's going on a trip in the taxi, he'll have hatzlacha in his trip. Besides the schar and oilam haba, he'll get Paris by He'll get that he'll be successful in his endeavors because he used Jews. Now, that's an unbelievable thing from that the Chavetz Chaim is telling us. Now, on the bottom here is the end of a note, and it's really not it's really not really applicable to to what we're talking about. But I, I, once it's here, it's like I can't not say it. Uh, and it's really going on the sif before. You see, it's like a continuation before. And on the sif before, which we don't have, but I brought my Avas Chesed here. Um, and um, where are we here? Perachof Aleph. Um, it's just a fascinating thing. Perachof Aleph. And over there he's talking about that, um, he says that... Um, He says, sometimes when, when you help somebody out, you're not just helping them. You're helping generations. In other words, let's say if someone's very poor 
and you helped them out, and because of that, they were able to make a living, and their family was able to live a little bit more comfortably, and because their family lived more comfortably, then when they got married, they would have children. This, a person's chesed could go on, it's like unbelievable. I, I said this over by my mother, Shleishim, right, in the Kavaris Mishkav, I said it by the Shleishim, B'Shem, Rabbi Yosef Nechemiah Kornitzer, you know, our, my, uh, my hero, Rabbi Yosef Nechemiah, where he says that, he gives a mashal. It's 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 based on a medrash in Yedei Hashem Yemei Semimim. It's a pasuk until him says Hashem knows the days of the of the Tamimim of those who are perfect. Venachalas Oilam Tielahem, and they'll have a nachala forever. So Beisim Nechemia says that you know let's say you have a person who owns a factory, right? He owns a factory. So what does he do? So he works in the factory during the day. But then at night he goes home and he eats supper and he goes to sleep and he does different stuff. But you know what? When he turned on the machine that morning in the factory and the, and the machines are running, right, and the, the things are running, he could go home and do everything else that he's doing, but the machines are still running and he's making money. Things are being produced because once you get the motor going, it goes on its own. So Yisim Nechemia says that when a person does chesed with somebody else, he says, you don't realize what you're doing. You're really starting in putting something in motion. And that thing that's in motion can have effect on that person, not just today. It could have an effect on him today. It could have an effect on his whole family. It could have an effect on his family for generations. And you're doing a million other things. You moved on. But it's still collecting. Only Hashem knows really how much a person's schar is. And... That's, that's when you do a chesed for someone, you don't realize what it is. Uh, uh, there was a, a maisa, someone came over, someone came over to us during the shiva and said, you don't know what, to told my father, you don't know what your wife did for me. He says, for, me, for my wife. He says, my wife grew up here in Cleveland and um, the guy's not from Cleveland. Uh, my wife grew up in Cleveland and when she was young, she was uh, like a, a little overweight, a heavy girl. She was 10, 11 years old. And she had a very low self-esteem and a very bad self-image. And there was a family tzimcha and they, she couldn't find a dress. Nothing. Can you imagine an 11-year-old girl? So, so my mother, well, my mother did this a dozen times, more than many times. It wasn't normal. My mother went with her mother. And they went to the, store, to the fabric store. And they picked up material. And my mother made two beautiful outfits for her. She says, he, he says, my wife, two things happened. Number one is she was so inspired, she actually took up sewing lessons. And he says, I have a car, so I'll tell you to you, for all the money I saved. Because every yontif and every everything, my wife does it all. She makes, she, thinks, she fixes it. You know how much money I saved? But he says, much more than that. He says, once she started sewing, she got self-confidence. She got her self-confidence to become the person she is today. So, you see, imagine what's going on? My mother did it a million one times. It wasn't a big thing. It wasn't like, you know, this is what she did. So, but it's not only this girl, this the girl who's now a lady, or her children, her family, the diary, diaries, it, it keeps on going, it keeps on going. Says the Chavetz Chaim says, when you help somebody, it's your mamish, you could be Mechayim Esim then, and you could, it's diary, diaries. So on the bottom here, he says, this famous story. The story is, um, the story with Binyamin Atzadik, the Gemara Baba Basra says Binyamin Atzadik was a Gabbai Tzedakah. And a lady came to him, it was a year of famine, and she said, We need food. And he didn't, there was no money left in the, in the Tzedakah coffers, nothing left. He says, I don't have anything. She says, Rebbe, if you don't give me what to eat, if you don't give me food, me and my seven children are all going to die. And um, he gave, took out from his own pocket, and he gave it to her. And 
a few, uh, a little bit later, it came time for Binyam and Tzaddik to die. So Meshachachm about this in Parshas uh, Emmar. Came, even Binyam and Tzaddik, his name is Binyam and Tzaddik, right? But every person, even Tzaddik, his time is up. Came from to die. And the Malachim came to Hashem and they said, you said, if someone saves, um, that if someone sustains one Jewish person, it's like he sustained the whole world. Binyamin HaTzadik sustained a lady and seven children. How could he die? How could he die? You know how many worlds he was just Mekayim? So it says, they added on to his years, 22 years. 22 years, the Gemara says. doesn't say why 22 years. doesn't say why 22 years. So it's different Cheshbainas, why Taka 22. But the Chavetz Chaim over here, if you look at the bottom, he says, um, see, he continues and he says, um, if you look right at the bottom, under all those funny letters, which were once Hebrew when they didn't translate. So he says, um, so he says that it doesn't mean he gave them food. It doesn't mean he gave them food. It means he gave her a way to make parnasa. He says, a way of fa- a year of famine. He's medayik, the Chavetz Chaim is medayik in the Loshan of the Gemara. He didn't say he gave her food. He was mefarnas, oisa. He says he, he gave her money to, so she should support herself. And now she had now a parnasa for herself. So because of that, now he gave her a way to make a parnasa as if he was mechaya every one of them. This is the part I want to share with you. Why 22? What's the number 22? In that parsha that says, I'm reading, I'm telling you there. Those two psukim that talk about supporting the poor person have 22 words in it. So Mida connected. Mida got 22 years. He says, "You find such a thing." It says, "Achav got 22 years um, of, of 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 kingdom because he was mechabed the Torah of 22 Isis." So you see, you make these type of cheshbonis. So Rav Chaim is mechadish pshan Gemara. I always wondered what the chav bases. is. I've seen other cheshbonis, but I don't remember ever seeing the chav Chaim because there's 22 words in these psukim. When a person's mekayim these psukim. So not only do you have the avtacha of the Chavetz Chaim, you'll have atzlacha in what you, your endeavor. Not only do you have the Olam Haba you're going to get, but when you're helping a person get parnasa, you don't understand that extra hundred dollars you gave him might buy his kid a toy. His kid might be happier. He might learn better. He learns better. He gets in a better yeshiva. He gets a better shidduch. He gets this or whatever. He davens better. That's it. This could go on for generations. Once you get the motor running, you nev- and you what? You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know what the chasadim do. But when a person does a chesed, he's starting something in motion. You say, you do a chesed for someone, you're investing in someone, and when you move on, you'll get up to Shemaim one day, and they'll tell you, you know what, you have schar for all this generations. It's, it's compounding interest. And you're like, what did I ever do? No, you did one little thing. You hired the guy. But you don't know what that did for him. You don't know what that did for him. So that's, this is a, 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 like a, a, a fascinating here. Chavetz um, uh, Chaim. And we will um, and we will stop here for tonight.